Dear listeners, are you tired of the endless cycle of fad diets and extreme measures? It's time to wake up to a better weight loss solution with Robody. As someone who's been through the ups and downs of weight loss, I know firsthand the challenge of trying to find what will stick. That's why if I qualified for Robody today, I'd jump at the chance for a scientifically backed program that supports long-term success. With Robody, you'll gain access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market, paired with personalized lifestyle changes. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Row to help them lose weight. Say goodbye to the roller coaster of weight loss dreams and hello to sustainable, real results with Robody. Go to row.co slash snoozecast. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash snoozecast. is brought to you by Standard Roses. Tonight, we'll read the next part to The Secret Garden, a novel by Frances Hodgson Burnett, published in 1911. If you'd like to listen to this story's episodes easily in order, go to snoozecast.com series. In the last episode, Mary and Dickon get to know each other. She brings him to help her with The Secret Garden. Dickon not only has a way with wild creatures, but also with plants. He teaches her how to learn if plants are wick, which means alive in his dialect. They both wonder at how the garden has been shut up for ten years, when it seems as if there has been some minimal maintenance done since then, according to Dickon. Close your eyes. Relax your body into the softness of your bed. Now, take a few deep breaths. Mistress Mary always felt that however many years she lived, she should never forget that first morning when her garden began to grow. 
Of course, it did seem to begin to grow for her that morning. When Dickon began to clear places to plant seeds, she remembered what that awful boy Basil had sung at her when he wanted to tease her. Are there any flowers that look like bells? She inquired. Lilies of the valley does, he answered, digging away with the trowel. And there's canterbury bells and campanulas. Let's plant some, said Mary. There's lily of the valley over there already. I saw them. They've have grown as close and we'll have to separate them, but there's plenty. The other ones take two years to bloom from seed, but I can bring you some bits of plants from our cottage garden. Why do you want them? Then, Mary told him about Basil and his brothers and sisters in India and of how she hated them and of their calling her Mistress Mary, quite contrary. They used to dance round and sing at me. They sang, Mistress Mary, quite contrary, how does your garden grow? With silver bells and cockle shells and marigolds all in a row. I just remembered it, and it made me wonder if there really were flowers like silver bells. She frowned a little and gave her trowel a rather spiteful dig into the earth. I wasn't as contrary as they were. But Dickon laughed. Eh, he said, and as he crumbled the rich black soil, she saw he was sniffing up the scent of it. There doesn't seem to be no need for no one to be contrary when there's flowers and such like, and such lots of friendly wild things running about making homes for themselves, or building nests and singing and whistling, does there? Mary, kneeling by him, holding the seeds, looked at him and stopped frowning. Dickon, she said, You are as nice as Martha said you were. I like you, and you make the fifth person. I never thought I should like five people. Dickens sat up on his heels, as Martha did when she was polishing the grate. He did look funny and delightful, Mary thought, with his round blue eyes and red cheeks and happy-looking, turned-up nose. Only five folk as thou likes, he said. Who is the other four? Your mother and Martha, Mary checked them off on her fingers, and the robin and Ben Weatherstaff.